I'm also I'm also for the first time not stoned going into this. So. <laughs> Crazy. Not, not for the first time. The first that's time in nearly a long time. five years in. <laughs> that's been Finally. Sean's secret this whole time. Yeah, yeah. my secret. I'm always stoned. Yeah. <laughs> that is, no, I, I am. I am not. I'm very good about keeping my routine. I stay sober all day until five mm. o'clock. Unless I have to drive some. Unless I have to drive somewhere, then I. In which I, case, it starts at three o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and then I and then I'm, I sober up by six. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everybody. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. So I get off stage right, drop the mic, walk up to these hot chicks, and I'm all like, Sup, ladies. My name's Slim Shady. I'm the lead singer of D12, baby. It's Tim Hansen. Holy crap, I actually get to be from my own home for once. So here's the deal. Like, two days ago, I decided, for, for, for considering, knowing that, you, as you guys know, how I come up with these places beforehand, which is usually 30 seconds before the show starts, three days ago, I decided, I'm going to introduce Tim with the lyrics to my band by D12. <laughs> and so I was like, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense, because we always do a location thing. But then... I decided to retcon a little bit, because obviously, as, as you guys uh, know, my wife and I, my daughter, just recently moved. And so I decided, you know what? New house, new bit. So now I'm just going to throw song new lyrics house, in bit. front of Tim uh, every time instead of picking a new location. It's been four, it's been nearly five years of finding locations, and I think I've, I've burned through all of the cities that I know of that exist. So we're going to go with this <laughs> instead. We're going to go with this. It's not just going to be D12 lyrics, but I can't promise that I've come up with anything else but D12 lyrics for this particular session. I'll take it. I love it already. I'm, I'm all for it. As well I'm you all should. for it. As I'm well you should. It. How you guys doing? Well, you know, Good. I'm doing. Yeah. I'm drinking. I'm doing. How about you? Dude, chugging away. Uh, tired. Very tired. Not going to lie to you. Mm. It's been a busy couple of weeks. I appreciate you guys uh, you know, pick, picking up my slack, you know, uh, in the last episode when I wasn't able to make it for the last couple of episodes there. But uh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of uh, up and down stairs, a lot of moving things, a lot of moving things out of rooms, into rooms, back out of rooms, getting the other house. You know, we got the other house that we're straightening up and all that. Uh, and luckily, after four weeks, there are three working rooms in the house, and that's going great. Nice. Uh, so, and, uh, one of them is fully operational. Yeah, I've, I've, I've become immediately a lawn guy. Very excited to talk lawns with you guys. Uh, as <laughs> oh, man. Immediately want to get into various aerating techniques, whether we're going with the spikes or we're going with the plugs. It's uh, it's it's mm -hmm. going... It's we're rocking out, man. <laughs> I've... I've uh, you're, you're ahead of the game. I've... Uh, I have... Probably, arguably, way less rooms than you, and I still have rooms that are un unusable <laughs> since moving in. So. There you go. Hey, hey. It's, 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 you're constantly moving out. I will be moving out. We'll be moving into this house for the next, like, 20 years. This is the way yeah. I look at it. So it's just, yeah. it, well, that was, uh, what was it? I think it was The Incredibles. The beginning of The Incredibles after the time jump. Uh, she calls, what's, she calls Mr. Incredible and yeah. like, 
guess what? We're finally moved in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you mean? We've been in this house for like 10 years. She's like, I unpacked the last box. That that scene, I couldn't remember what that mo- what movie that scene was from, but that popped into my head like three days ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know the scene is from. What is it? What is it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's because it's, uh, what's it? Holly Hunter. Uh, voice of mm-hmm. Mrs. Incredible. So uh, I was like, oh, yeah, it's Holly Hunter. It's Mrs. Incredible. There you go. It's, yeah. You go. Hot Miss Incredible talk right now. That's where we're going with it. But yeah, incredible. You're you're, you're looking incredible. You're She's looking thick. live at the She's video. Thick. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the online following from Mrs. Incredible, something that I'm not particularly comfortable with, and uh, <laughs> not to immediately pull the father of a daughter card, but as the father of a daughter, I don't like how much attention that Mrs. Incredible is getting. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm glad it's Mrs. Incredible though, and not the daughter, because being being a fan of anime. It's more uncomfortable to just, like, Nezuko is all I gotta say, and both at least Tim and Sean will completely understand. And I say I don't speak German, so you I won't said anime, <laughs> and that was all you had to say, Rich. I understand <laughs> yeah, that our yeah. fandom yeah, is Yeah, I mean, anime I got. And yeah, some anime of them I are very predatory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But anyway. Glad to be back. Glad to be here again on the Brose Podcast. Sitting in what, uh, once things are settled down, I would love to make the official studio the brose podcast again at some point but first oh, yeah. but first Can't wait uh first we gotta you know get more than a third of the house to be a livable space so we'll go with yeah. that okay start we'll start small and then we'll go from there fair it works anyway that's all that's all anyway okay. uh, the brose podcast has been brought have to you night, by <laughs> Have a good night. Uh, the Brose Podcast. Available on all major podcasting platforms. I feel like it's been like four and a half years since I did this show. But <laughs> I, even with that, I can still reliably tell you what the premise of the show is. Because of all the things I, I found in this house, bell. <laughs> the bell was one of the first. Uh, the premise of the show is that we are four bros, and we sit around, and we drink a glass of wine, and we ask our bros questions about uh, life, the universe, and everything. It could be about anything that's weighing on our minds, current events, pop culture, what have you. But whatever we do, answer, whatever we ask, we do so with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. But we do want your questions as well out there in listener land. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we do have to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Sean O'Brien, let's start with you. You've got a beverage in hand. I want to know about it. I am drinking Chateau Trois Collines, which is a Lebanese rosé. And... Um, it is, and it's good. I think it's very, like, grapefruity. And I wasn't expecting it to be, like, like that when I drank it. So I, my initial sip was a little bit gross. But now I'm, like, I've, a cus- I've you know, acquired taste. Very nice. It is what I was looking for because I needed something dry. And that's what this is. Grapefruity. Dry rosé. Sick. Well, grapefruity. Yeah, I could go for a nice dry rosé. Tim Hansen, what about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking Rainstorm Pinot Noir from the Willamette Valley in Oregon. It's <laughs> I have not died of dysentery yet, but there's still time. Um, <laughs> it is a Pinot Noir. It's uh, it's not bad so far. Um, I just opened it, so maybe it'll breathe a little more as we're going through this. But there's like, there's a taste on the back end that I can't place. 
and I can't figure out if I like it. So mm. like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see in comparison to the last few Pinot Noirs I've had, uh, it, it's not top five, <laughs> not top five. Mm. <laughs> Rich Reeton. Huh? Yeah, man. Me. What's going on? I am drinking Frico by Scarpetta. It's a 2020 uh, Blanco Rosé, or not Rosé, wine. Um, It's kind of, it's it's a little dry, uh, not as sweet as I would uh, normally like my wines to be, but uh, I bought it because it's got a pig's butt on it. Ah, butts. Nice. Yeah, it's just a pig's butt. Funny part of the pig. You guys ever had pork butt? Uh, fucking delicious. I don't think I've had it before. Or at least if I have, I don't, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I have not. This very- I'm sure it is delicious, yeah. You know, it, yeah. yeah. I, I've had so many different versions of different kinds of pork bo- chunks. I've definitely had pork butt at some point, and all, right. all of it is fucking delicious. All right. Nice. I gotta get in on it. Sounds like a ska band. Pork, pork butt. Pork, pork chunks. chunks. Pork so, chunks. That's, that's like a Primus deep cut. Uh, yeah. Pork, yeah. Chunk. pork chunk. My <laughs> name is Pork Chunk. Uh, I am drinking uh, the only screw top that I could find of the wine that we transported because I haven't been able to find my wine opener yet. Uh, <laughs> is uh, 19 Crimes. Now, Tim Hansen, I know that you have had the 19 Crimes Cali Rose from Snoop Dogg in the past. And uh, you had I not it was very... gross. Yeah, you did not have particularly yeah. kind things to say about it. Uh, no, I have. I have also had it. It's gnarly. It's not good. I think it is. I did not like it. Just fine. Uh, it is perfectly <laughs> okay. Uh, it is a reasonable rosé. I don't think it is. It's not super sweet, which is, I think, the biggest thing for me. Um, it is. Yeah, I'm taking a sip of it now. Like it's definitely not like a top tier rosé, but I would say. It's it's dry enough. There's not it's not an overwhelming amount of sugar, and that's kind of what I'm going for at this point. I also didn't refrigerate it. It's been sitting in a cabinet, so yeah, I don't know if that changes the flavor profile or not. But I would give it a solid like B minus, B minus C plus is where I'd be putting. Mm-hmm. It. So, not bad. It is what it is. Now, mm-hmm. questions, brose questions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air, uh, but. Uh, instead of a question, I was hoping you guys would give me uh, the floor for just a minute to, to go through uh, some of the items. Again, we always listen to the game tape here, especially when uh, it's a situation where I'm not on the show. Uh, I want to hear how things are going. Uh, you know, make sure yeah, ears aren't burning or anything like that. And I want to see how things are going. T- Tim Hansen did a great job running point for the last couple of episodes. Excellent work. Fine work by you, Tim Hansen. Uh, and I just want to give a couple of quick thoughts on the questions that were asked uh, during these these couple <laughs> of episodes, if you don't mind. I mind. Right. Sure. Skip it. Go for it. All right. Skip it. Uh, moving presidential on. Presidential veto. Uh, presidential veto. Fine. Tell us about Poop City, Tim. Uh, no. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right. So first episode, uh, there was a question about uh, the biggest work time waster. Uh, Rich alluded to this in the question itself as sort of a caveat. Uh, I identified this question as a CLM, career-limiting move. Uh, and I've, <laughs> my, So my answer to this is redacted, unless you want to count driving to work. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a reasonable answer. So, uh, that's very pro-remote work. 
very pro remote work, uh, very pro not paying the toll to get over the Ben Franklin Bridge in the morning, very pro not having to leave, uh, having a 45, having a 10 minute drive to my daughter's daycare instead of a 45 minute drive. Very pro all of those things. Um, dating a four or two year old when you're 19. Um, I don't particularly care, but my question, since we seem to be, um, dictating our, our answers towards the, the 19 year old to the younger person in this relationship is how are you going to relate? to this 42-year-old person who has so much more life experience or so many different life experiences than you. And if your answer is that that person is just on the same maturity level as you, then my question is going to be, how are you going to relate to them in five to ten years when you presumably have matured and they, as a 42-year-old person, uh, are still acting the way they did because they're 42 and their 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 brain is calcified at that point. Well, so. now they're 47. Oh, oh, there we go. And also, uh, as an added note, I've clipped off the part of the episode where Rich says, quote, I don't care what the age of consent is, unquote, for future use. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's a dangerous clip. Oh, no. Oh, no. Although if Tef- you took that way out of context. Although if Tef- and although if Tef- Tef- for me. Although if Tef- smart, she'll do the same thing to me. I just said it, so I mean. Um... Songs that have deeper meaning. So you guys were talking about songs that have a deeper meaning, like the Scatman, uh, being about his, his struggles with his stutter. Um, and I actually had a few of these, because this is always a subject that interests me. So a couple of songs that I, I want to bring up that have deeper meanings than uh, than the, the surface level. Um, Losing My Religion by R.E.M. So a lot of people, there, there are people who have the misconception that this is actually a song about you know, atheism or agnosticism or just a treatise on religion in general. It's not about religion in any way. This phrase, losing my religion, is a southern expression, meaning losing my temper. So uh, take that, atheists. Uh, another win for God. <laughs> Suck it. Um, the song Friday by Rebecca Black. Uh, you guys remember that one, you know, 10, 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, yeah, that song is so deep. It's so, so deep. So that song is actually about our failed policy in the Middle East. Um, because it, <laughs> I don't even think she knows where the Middle East is. Oh, that's not true. If you watch uh, the video on funnyordie.com, she'll tell you that the metaphor is very easy. It's, it's you know, the front seat is Afghanistan, the back seat is Iraq. We got to make our mind up. Where are we gonna? Where are we gonna go? We can't. There's a split. The split campaign in the Middle East is not gonna work. So it's very deep. Obviously, the references to "gotta have my bowl," "gotta have my cereal" is a, is a is a referendum on consumerism and capitalism in the United States. Very very socio political song. Friday by Rebecca Black. Um, Piano Man by Billy Joel this is actually about an insane person who shows up uninvited to play piano at a bar every night. Um, and it's a deeper narrative and, and lacking the heart to turn him away. The bar owner pays him in bread every night and asks him what he's doing there to try and get him to not show up the next day. Um, the, heart, the song Heart Shaped Box by, by Nirvana. You guys familiar with that one? So a lot, a lot of people with, you know, less than savory minds, uh, you know, are correct in, uh, in assuming that this song is actually about Courtney Love's private parts. You know, Courtney Love's longtime paramour of, of Kurt Cobain. Uh, you know, this is this is something confirmed by Courtney Love in an interview uh, that it's about her that the song Heart Shaped Box is about her private parts, and she followed that up by adding, "quote That's why I had to kill him." Unquote. <laughs> so you can't write about my fanny. And then the last the last uh, one I had was the song Closing Time by Semisonic, which I think this is kind of a well-known story at this point, but this song is about our failed policy in the Middle East as well. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, time to time to leave, close it out. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, you got to close it out. We got like, to get our boys out of there, Rich. So that song was about how Biden was going to handle things. Mm. Is basically You don't have to go like home, but you can't stay here. And that's why there's a helicopter chopper in the in the mix of the song if you listen to it real close. Okay. 
Um, gotcha. Any any thoughts on on that? Because I do have reactions to the other ones as well, but I'll try to make them a little more brief. I, I like I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, episode two. Uh, what shark would I be? A lemon shark because I was jaundiced when I was a baby. Um, <laughs> something I thought was normal that isn't. How much time do you have? Um, let's see. Putting peanut butter on a fried egg. Uh, let's see. Uh, putting six tablespoons of cayenne pepper into hot chicken. A guess, Rich. Um, uh, playing PlayStation 3 in the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, and uh, two other notes. Apologies for being dismissive of the, quote, making a noise to feel normal thing. I didn't realize I did that. Uh, and uh, you weren't dismissive. You were just like, I have zero frame of reference. Sure, yeah, guys. I, yeah. I, it yeah, sounds like something you I You were dismissive. Said. You were just like, what the fuck are you I, was, I don't know about. what you're doing. So you're I just not a that. fucking weirdo. <laughs> Uh, but as a follow-up to that, if you don't think I have ADHD, you've never seen me do chores around the house. So, uh, <laughs> so No, like, but uh, I've seen you cook. And it's 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 very close to that when I'm doing chores around the house. It's like just a, a ruthless amount of, of unnecessary efficiency. Um, as for the clones question, I agree. I would also fuck Sean's clone. Um, yeah! <laughs> glad we're all on the same page, guys. Uh, as for changing tastes and changing comedic tastes... Uh, the first one I put was Avenged Sevenfold, just a band that I really enjoyed like 10 or 12 years ago that just isn't, you know, I'm still fine with them, but they're not as important to me anymore. Um, I had a friend who, on this note, didn't like Led Zeppelin under the logic that he, I think it was similar to what Sean was talking about with Brian Regan, where it was like, he said, I appreciate the contribution that Zeppelin has made to pop music and rock music, but he would just rather listen to the bands that they've influenced. Uh, so Regan, mm-hmm. by, uh, on on the by and by is happens to be one of my brother's uh, favorite uh, comedians. And then Tim brought up Eddie Izard, which is a good one uh, because I really enjoy his, the, their first couple of specials, but I would argue that they haven't had a good one in like 20 years. Uh, so it's, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's been, been a while. while. It's it been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. This is not uh, critical role. Stop it. <laughs> episode three i only have a couple of notes um spirit animal i actually wound up leaving this one blank uh i wrote it down put colon mm-hmm. next to it and i guess i just decided i would come back to it later um <laughs> let's go with a, a a giraffe um so uh motion sickness uh i get motion sick all the time now and i feel terrible for my daughter because i'm never going on like one of those like tilt-a-whirl things with her because it's just going to ruin her day at the amusement park so uh mm-hmm. the ai matt question i will just say that ai matt sounds like a real bummer love you guys uh <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, and then TV shows. Haven't watched a ton of TV lately. Uh, I watched the first two episodes of The Last Black Mirror like months and months ago. I thought it was solid, but not as good as the first few seasons. I am very interested in watching a show that I just saw on. It was pumped to me on the on Facebook recently. Uh, the show Killing It with Craig T. Robinson uh, looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't I'm, seen a lot of trailers for that. I great. am curious about that because I, I wound up reading a few reviews and it sounded like it was going to be pretty good. So mm-hmm. those are my thoughts. Otherwise, you guys did great. Uh, if I had to put a grade conservatively on those shows, I would say A+. Plus. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for uh, giving us that feedback. Go team. Absolutely. Thank you. Always uh, 360 feedback at all times. Yes. And Tim said the word premise like four or five times, which I was very impressed by. I did, and I rang the bell every time. Bang, bang, bang. How do you like that bell? You like the smiley bell now? I do. Uh, it's It's fine. Have you found any other day-to-day applications for it? You bring it into the office, maybe? Uh, 
Um, the upside, if I brought it into the office, is it's a very open floor plan. So everyone, including my boss's boss's boss, would hear it if I used it. So no. You said um, upside, right? Huh? You said that was an upside? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an upside. Yeah. Uh, but he's never there, so it's fine. Like, there's yeah, okay. no one ever in the office. I can see I can see that. Yeah, it's two sides of the problem. It's like it's obviously very loud, but at least everybody will know it's you. On No kidding. On Monday, there was exactly four people in my entire wing of the building. There was me, my boss's boss, who is also no longer his boss as of a meeting on that day, <laughs> and the two receptionists. <laughs> a meeting. That was it. <laughs> it's like, why are we here? <laughs> Um, per a meeting but uh, when I get bored on calls when I am at home which is in all of them because none of them pertain to me um, I will fiddle and uh, see if I can how loud I can make it ding by throwing things at it <laughs> not that it's like on the other side of the room although that would make more of a challenge but it's just like yeah. on the other side of my desk and it's like let's throw a pen at it and see if I can hit it Bing. nope just barely nicked it um, that's about it. No, mm. ah. well, glad to hear it. Glad to hear you getting a little bit of utility out of the bell. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, who's got a question? I got a question. All right. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I wanted to go relatively first because this could be a potentially long conversation. Locally, locally. Um, most of my questions for this session are going to be based on shit I've seen on the internet recently. Um, and that have potentially... Welcome to the Brose Podcast, Rich. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This one in particular uh, was a Twitter interaction I had seen. Um, This this, uh, influencer posted a picture of herself. She's very beautiful. uh, And she captioned it, Would you kiss me? Or something like that. And the first comment I see on this caption of, Would you kiss me? Is this douchebag who responds, if you're a natural female, then yes. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I have a lot of thoughts, but go ahead. (laughs) No, no. That's that's kind of where... Oh, okay, okay. That's, that's so, good. Like, like, I comment, I, I respond back to this dude, like, who says shit like that, or you're such a gross human. Oh, you jumped He's in. He's like, he, I said, bro, really, you're such a gross human. He responds, yes. I say, seriously, who says shit like this? He says, I don't think it's shit. And then I respond, that's the point. You don't think. And that's where it ended. And that's like, actually, that's pretty, that's pretty benign. Uh, yeah, like, like. I mean, in terms uh, but, of a Twitter interaction, like yeah, good like job. it wasn't good job it everybody for not letting it escalate beyond. Yeah, that. <laughs> it didn't escalate. There was no that. name calling much, but like, I've read this and I was just I was I was dumbfounded because, and, and I thought this was potentially a good question to talk with you all of us because we are all very uh, we we all primarily are straight on this on this podcast, mm. and so we may have our own opinions on this, but. For the, the, the many questions that come up to me is, would you ever think to say something like this? Which I think is no to everyone. From yeah, everyone. What kind of question is that? The, the, <laughs> no, yeah. like, it's, like, there were so Actually, many... Yes, I, I told this guy he was a there's piece of so, shit for saying the thing he did. Would you guys do it? <laughs> but there are so many topics that came to mind when I read this, and I'm just like, look, I don't care 
how straight you think you are or whatever your sexuality is. Like, if you met a woman who identifies as a woman, who looks like a woman, and she asks you to kiss you, and you kiss her, and then you find out she may not have the parts you think she has, because she wasn't born a woman, I understand if that's a turn-off for you, if that's not something you're interested in. You're allowed to not be interested in that. But, like, this question, this, this interaction gave me such an ick and it made me so mad that I was just like, where, what? I, so, I, I, I don't know. Like, I am I, just, I am still livid about this. And I'm yes. like, I'm just trying to piece together what I want to say or what I want to ask. I do, I do often get, so I have, I guess, three things to say about this. I do often get upset when I see people do shit like that, because genuinely, why the fuck did you open your mouth? Like, what yeah. did you accomplish besides bringing negativity in the world? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, I fully agree. I think I think that you can, like, the fact, you can both think that trans women are women and, like, be like, I'm not interested in a woman with a penis. Like, that's, those are two fine positions to have. You know what I mean? Like, those those two things can coexist. Yeah. Like, you can just not be, like, people, I think, you you are allowed to not like things. You know? Like, things can just not be for you, and that's okay, as long as you continue to respect the person that has the things that you don't like. I think that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the line. But, I think the bigger problem <laughs> is that Elon Musk has broken Twitter, because... Every time I see a comment, like, because the majority of people, and I know I'm, I'm painting with a broad brush, but I, <laughs> that is my right. Every single person people, on Twitter. Well, the majority of people with blue check marks are pieces of shit. Yes. Absolute garbage humans. And now, like, there was... So the problem now is that Twitter prioritizes their responses and again they are pieces of shit. So I don't know if you remember I almost I almost deleted Twitter a while ago and I I definitely have since that point used I use it way less. Like I used to go on every single day for like a couple like a like intermittently for like a couple minutes a day probably totaling like an hour hour and a half every day. Um, and I definitely don't do that anymore. And one of the reasons is, I don't know if you guys remember, do you know who Just Pearly Things is? Nah. No. So she is a, a conservative influencer. She's like, she's a girl Andrew Tate, kind of. Like, not. she's not as, she's not as extreme as Andrew Tate, but definitely is a misogynist. So, uh, or, uh, uh, so, but she recently put out a song, in quotes, about how Jews control everything. Like, it was, like, it was straight-up Nazi shit. Like, it was fully insane to the point that she got taken on... Like, she had been... She's been on Pierce, Pierce Morgan's show a couple times, and he usually is, like, kind of, like, you know, um, like, builds her up because she's a misogynist and he's into that. And this time he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she just, like, didn't know what to do. But, but like, I saw... Somebody retweeted that that post, so I went to the post and looked at all the comments, and genuinely, I I had to stop scrolling because all of them were just Nazis being like, mm -hmm. "You're right, Jews control everything." Like it was, 
it was the most abhorrent shit I've ever seen. And it was all the first comments. Like, you had to go so far to find either a verified user who wasn't a Nazi, wasn't an active Nazi, or like you had to scroll way, way far down to find somebody who wasn't verified and was being, and was, and was being reasonable and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this is really gross. So I like, when people were saying like Elon Musk, he's broken, he's broken Twitter. It's like, yes, he definitely has insofar as he has given the loudest voices to the people with the most criminal takes. Like you, he has he has amplified fucking Nazis, like yeah. literal Nazis, not just like, not the like, uh, not the like everybody gets called a Nazi, like literal people who are saying that Jews control everything and probably should die, like act active Nazis. It's so bad. I Twitter is a fucking cesspool, and, and it always kind of has been, but it it was always like segregated, and you would only you would be able to find it. You could like. It was like turning on a faucet where you could like control it. You could you could yeah. seek that shit out and find it. Like you could definitely, if you found like a take that you like, a, you would find a post by a trans person that's fairly benign, and you would scroll down, you'd scroll through because the algorithm used to show you things you would agree with. So for me, I would scroll through a long time, and it would be a bunch of people supporting that trans person, and then you'd get down way down the line. Two trans people should die, and now it's the opposite. It's that's the first shit that you're seeing. Yeah, you see all it's the hate like, and the vitriol first. Yeah, and it's and it's so bad. Like it's not, it is genuinely not good for your health. And now he's floating, having everyone pay for Twitter, the worst social yeah. media experience I've ever had in my life. Fucking ridiculous, so silly. And, uh, yeah, I I, 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 fully I also, agree with you, Rich. All I also on your I also want to add real quick. This this girl who posted on Twitter that would you kiss me. She's not trans. She does not identify as trans. Nothing in her profile says anything about her being trans. It's so there is a there is a meme that I have. It's the Bugs Bunny meme, and it's I hope all pathologically obsessed transphobes have uh, very real problems. And it is it is truly wild. Like I consider myself fairly progressive and i'm i am an advocate for trans rights mm-hmm. but like i don't fucking think about trans people as much as these guys no do. you know what i mean like yeah. every it's it is it seems like any any opportunity that they can shoehorn in a dig at trans people they fucking do and it's so wild to me it's like why why do you how do you have that much bandwidth to hold that much like negativity in yourself about something that doesn't fucking yeah. impact doesn't you matter at all. You. Doesn't matter. If you don't want to, if you don't want to fuck it, a trans person, don't fuck a trans person. Who gives a yeah. shit? It's not, yeah. like it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's like, really it's like it's it is honestly the easiest fucking thing to do to not have sex with people. So yeah. easy. I do it all the time with the majority of people in my life. <laughs> the majority. <laughs> majority. <laughs> And it's just like even I, I have learned that my aunt is a transphobe. She got mad at Target, um, because she saw stuff for trans women to hide their their bits, uh, clothes mm. for them to hide their bits, and like, she saw that on. Mm. I can't remember the actual term for the clothes, yeah. But like she saw that on at Target, 
and left. And she's like, I'm never shopping at Target again. It's a good thing I get all my clothes at Tractor Supply Company. I'm like, <laughs> so how much of a redneck I'm not talking is she? To you. Oh, she's she's not redneck Couldn't tell at all. Was a joke she's just no. <laughs> she, she legitimately said she's getting all her clothes at Tractor Supply she, Company. Is she a trucker? No, she's not. She a farmer? No. What? I get my wardrobe yeah. where everybody gets their wardrobe. AutoZone. Exactly. Yeah. She's going to have so get many pockets. The zone. She will. She'll have so many pockets. And it's just like, it makes me so mad. Like, why does that make you mad? Like, mm. I'm, when, she, when she posted that was around the time that Target took down their Pride stuff. Because they were getting a lot of hate for it. I wanted to engage, but I know I would have gotten in trouble with my mom. I wanted to say, yeah, I'm mad at Target for taking down their pride display as well. Mm-hmm. But I just, I was like, it's not worth getting in trouble with my mom more so than not fighting with her. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Family's hard. <clears throat> yeah. With um, but yeah, it's just, it, it, it just, it blows my mind. And I just, like... I don't know, man. Those people need to fucking touch grass or something. <laughs> yeah. It bums me out. They gotta spend the channel points for them to go touch grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so before I respond, uh, disclaimer to the audience, um, do not Google, do, do not search on Twitter, would you kiss me? It's gonna be porn. Um, <laughs> because I wanted to see if I could find the conversation, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can I, I I I if you want I'll link it nope, to you that's... guys because I I bookmarked it okay. for when we talked about this. Um, so so. Now, right, I have a very firm believe all Richie's policies, so I, I trust that the story went about. <laughs> I, about I have a very firm the opposite. No, <laughs> I, I agreed with Rich for the first time ever on Twitter this week, and it and it was about it, American cheese. Not and then one day later, pizza. Musk said he was going to make everybody pay for the website. I get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, and so I said, never again. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just no need for it. Yeah. Douchebags are douchebags. I don't have, I don't, I like Sean, I genuinely don't understand how they have that much energy and like space in their brain to worry about such a, for them, non thing. Like, if you are not part of that scene, if, if that is not what you're into, you know what it does to your life? Fuck all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and I, I've definitely run into those people where it's like, cool, we're having lunch. Not even talking about anything. These fucking dudes in dresses want to go in bathrooms. What? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. One, why this conversation? And two, why did you think I care about this conversation? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Um. I I try to not hate anyone because that's just a waste of energy and mind yeah. space. Yeah. But well, like, I think that shit comes up to us, all the four of us specifically, because we like fit that mold. Like that was like I when I paint my nails, one of the reasons that I do it is because I think that's an active clue that I don't agree with you. You know what I mean? Like don't come <laughs> to me. Like you know like I'm gonna be nice to you and we can have a pleasant conversation. But just obviously don't be anti trans to me. Like Yeah. Why why would you do that? But yeah, no, Normally I, I, I just respond I with guess, like, Sweetie, are you okay? Oh my god. <laughs> and they're so just like, funny. The fuck are you doing? Yeah. Get out of fucking here. What are you what are you gonna suck my dick? No, man. You got a fucking gross dick, probably. 
So, like, and, and like, <laughs> sometimes, and, like, this is going to be a little bit of a coming off the topic of, like, specifically, like, trans, transphobes and trans hate. Like, it even can go too far on both ends, whereas, like, especially political conversations. We were at my grandmother's wake, and my mom's brother, um, who isn't related to my grandma, like, it, my mom, it was my dad's uh, father's wife who passed. So my mom's brother shows up, Tommy, and my dad's brother obviously shows up, Jack. And for some reason, Jack is always about politics. And so we're sitting down talking, and my uncle is like, so how, how are you, Tommy? Blah, blah, blah. How's, how's things? Tommy's like, oh, yeah, fine. It's everything okay. Uh, I'm just tired of all this politics talk. That's really all it was, was I'm tired of politics. And then Jack, for the rest of the day, was like, oh, well, if you don't want to talk politics, avoid that person. Somebody else shows up. Avoid that person. Somebody else shows up. Avoid that person. It's like, Uncle Jack, he's just saying he doesn't want to talk about it, not who to avoid. He won't talk about it if he doesn't know that they want to talk about it. Just, you're going too far. You're bringing it too far. And it's just like, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. You gotta stop worrying about shit that doesn't matter to you. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just going on a rant, and <laughs> yeah, I just, this whole convers this whole discussion was just me ranting about stupid shit I've experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, but Matt, do you have any input on the original topic? <laughs> I think you're the only one who hasn't. Go back there. Yeah, well, the problem is that Sean stole almost word for word my response about the the Twitter thing. It was like, oh, man, okay, okay, well, I can come up with another angle. And I was like, oh, shoot, he can cover that too. Like, it, it's essentially, it, it truly is the the Twitter, the Twitterfication of the, 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 the muskfication of Twitter in the sense that, like, if you are prioritizing the sort of person who looked at a free website and then was presented with an $8 a month bill and went, fine by me, then you're going to get a completely different set of clientele using your site. You're going to get a completely different set of responses. And so I, I also have found Twitter to be a less uh, fun and interesting place to be uh, the last uh, couple of, of months mm -hmm. uh, at this point. So, it, you know, it's it's I think that's part of it is just you, you, you are elevating the kind of person who has the money and the time to spend who, who has the money to spend eight dollars a month on Twitter. And has the time to go, yes, $8 a month is good use of my money because I'm going to get X number of hours out of this. And so, the, you know, it's that that is the kind of that is the the background of the person that's going to get their responses prioritized. And so you're corresponding with some pretty bad opinions. Um, as far as the the original question of like, would would you. I'm trying to remember what it was. Would you say anything like this? Would you have an opinion about like going out with somebody who is trans or something like that? I've never dated anybody who's trans. I'm not going to sit here and uh, say with any concrete with any concreteness that yeah, every you know it's it's not going to be a thing. But I will say that I I'm open to I, I have no issue with it on the outset. Uh, it's just I don't have any experience with it, mm -hmm. so I have no idea how I would handle it. It's the same way that I, I don't have experience dating somebody with a particular religious background or something like that. I'm like, yeah, of course I would, you know, on, on, in, if I was in a dating situation and I was dating somebody and they said, Hey, I, I actually believe this, or I came from this background. My thought is always, if you love somebody enough, you will figure out a way to work past any, any inherent lack of experience or ignorance you have about that person's 
uh, background or, or religion and or, or or you know orientation or, or history or what have you you will you will work through it for the sake of love and become you know a better and more cosmopolitan and you know, adult person as a result so that would be my general response to it is no i don't have any experience dating somebody who was trans presumably i will grow i i would be okay with it because i'm an adult but it's really hard for me to say uh so mm-hmm. no. was there anything else no was there no, anything no. else on that it's, subject <laughs> it was this is why i wanted to go like first or early on just in case like we potentially could have gone long and gotten longer but no yeah mm-hmm. it's I, you're, I i agree like i agree with you i agree like you i there's i don't think there's anything wrong with anybody's statements like matt is saying you don't have the experience but you think you if you could you you you'd say maybe which is i don't think is a bad answer I think it's an absolute yeah. like. I'm 34 years old and I've never dated anybody in that space, and I'm not going to date anybody like that yeah. because what? I'm married now. So it's it's a sort of a difficult oh thing for me goodness. to say. Concretely. When did yeah. that happen? Wait, let me go yeah, get my sunglasses. Yeah, I think it, it's one of those things. Since we're on the subject of of Eddie Izard, he had a bit early in his stand up career about um about being executive and, and and generally about. Gay rights executive. Oh, it is. It's okay. even earlier than, than that. He hadn't even gone to the executive part yet. Okay. This is like his one of his second specials, uh, first or second. And um, and he, he said like at that point he's the way he put it was like I think when it comes to like gay rights or transvestite rights, um, I think eighty to eighty five percent of the people in the world don't give a monkeys is the way he put it. And I think that number has probably come down now a little bit because the issues have got a little bit more of a microscope on it or a little bit more of a magnifying glass on it. There are more eyeballs. There's more discussion of it in public. But I still truly think that if there are, if you really got down to it, I would say 65 to 70% of people don't mm-hmm. care. And not don't care in the sense like, I don't care about your rights in the sense of like, look, mm-hmm. do what you mm-hmm. want pay your taxes, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, do 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 whatever makes you happy. You are not infringing upon my, my life by doing X, Y, or Z or by, by loving X, Y, or Z uh, or you know, what have you. Just, it, it does not, it is not even on my radar. I've got a bill, I've got bills mm-hmm. to pay. i got family mm-hmm. to raise, all that good stuff. So I, I, I do truly think that that is the case for most people. Um, but, you know, it, it's... That, that that that's basically it. That's basically it. I think I think that most people truly are would be okay with it because that's just you know the way humans are. Like we're we're a little bit we're a little bit selfish, and I think the people who have an extremely visceral opinion of it in the other direction, um, I don't know if they're. I mean, they're they're all hateful in some way, but it's it, it, then you start getting into psychoanalyzing. Go, well, why do you hate them this much? Are you projecting because uh, are, you, are you trying to escape from your own life? And it's a lot easier to think about this this other group of people that's sort of nebulous that you don't really talk to on a day-to-day basis it's easier to hate them than it is to like hate your boss or your spouse or or somebody else in your life is causing you problems you start getting into some real specific psychological stuff that uh i work in finance i'm not trained <laughs> for that kind of thing uh but uh but that that would be my that would be my guess so those are my overarching okay. thoughts on the subject mm-hmm. so no i think any other can... good question i think we can move on any other thoughts all right, well then, Tim or Sean, what do you think? What do you think? Um, okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, I do have. I have a question. I'll, I'll let Tim think of a question while I'm asking. My I've question. got one. <laughs> I just don't like it. Okay. Okay. Then we'll. I'll ask my question, and then we'll see where we are on time. Okay. Uh, so I want to know 
if you guys have what is like a, a song lyric that like hits you every friggin' time. So earlier today I was mm. talking to Matt. <laughs> because Matt uh sent me the uh the Wonder Years album from last year, I think. I guess I they it came out last year yeah. and he was like, I think you'd like this. And spoiler alert. I fucking I did. Music. I loved I did I liked it a lot. But specifically like I, I so whenever I listen to albums, I'll usually listen to like the first like seven or eight songs, and then I'll have I'll have something else to do, and so I'll move on. But while I was reading like their Spotify like um, bio, it it like specifically mentioned the last song on the album, so I skipped ahead to that song just to listen to it, and I listened to it, and I was I was working, and I started crying, and I was like, what is going on? And then I realized I hadn't taken my meds today but um so but even so it's still like a very what is the song called i forget, forget. i think it's yeah you're the reason, the reason i don't, I don't want the world, world to end, end. it is it, it's not not only is it it's just a song about being a dad and it's a song about and the kid that he's singing to has a brother and so it's like everything it's just like me thinking about alice and being like damn like, it was just so, and, and like, well, Alice, and then also, like, and then he mentioned the brother, and I'm like, also Jake! <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, like, but, like, he found the I know, I'm the like, man, this is fucking coat. too much. And so, it, but, like, even, so, even without me being emotionally unstable, because I forgot to take my meds, it, it is a very, it was a very touching song. But then that made me think about, like, other songs that hit me like that, and specifically... The song Crack the Sky by Mastodon towards the end so the whole the whole song like fits into the overall like kind of uh, story that they tell on the on that on the that out al- the album of the same name. Um, but towards the end they have a dude who comes in to the singing like guest vocals and he's screaming. I forget the guy Yeah got Kelly from the Roses. And he's he screams Mama, don't let them take her, take her down. And every single time I hear that, it freaking gives me chills. Because also, the drummers uh, of Macedon, his sister, Sky, committed suicide. And so it's, like, actively about her. And I watched a video where uh, the dude uh, who's singing it was, like, it was a lot of pressure because it was, I'm, like, you're, like this is an active thing that the drummer had felt. And it's just like, and he like, absolutely, like five hundred foot home run, into the fucking whatever Allegheny at, <laughs> at the Pittsburgh field. I don't know what it was. Allegheny. <laughs> so it's far so away. The Ohio. Allegheny. I don't know because that because that was that was like my. The Schuylkill's <laughs> the river right down the street. Fucking into the Schuylkill. Uh, because who could you can't hit a, a home run into Schuylkill from Citizens Bank Park. You could try. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, 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 okay. If you're talking about PNC, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get what you're saying. now. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about oh, no, the guys no, here no, in no, Philly, no. and he's hitting but a from home the Pittsburgh Park. You you hit it down the turnpike. But uh, um, yes. But like it is it genuinely his performance on that specifically that his delivery of those lines is devastating it's every time i hear like it doesn't it's not it's not like bringing you to tears devastating it's just like it's so touching it's just emotional and so good 
and it's just like it really hits a such a good note for me like a good emotional note that i think a lot of music doesn't you know it's just like the exact right performance and i don't know it's just so it's so good and so it is it's not like because obviously like i haven't had anybody i don't think that's that's been that close to me that's committed suicide but like I've lost people and I know how devastating it is. And it's exactly that devastating. Like, it's like, this isn't fair. This is awful. Don't like, and you don't know what to do. And the drummer was a kid, I think when his, or like younger when his sister died. And so like, who do you go to? You go to your mom and it's awful. And it's just like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm wondering what is like that kind like you listen, or even it can be a whole song that just like hits perfect. Like just gets you every time and you like kind of a little bit get excited to listen to it because you're like i know it's coming oh <laughs> uh, the the only song there's two songs that really come to mind with, with, with this and it's like it's not specific lyrics but like for uh for one of them it's the whole song i i it's ever long hmm. uh by foo fighters and it's mostly because um i believe yeah yeah, it was ever long that my brother and uh, his wife danced to at their wedding. Hmm. They found a slow, slow, slow version or an acoustic version, but it was also that ever long was how Letterman opened his final show, and I used to watch Letterman with my grandfather, hmm. and so that hit that meant that means a lot to me now because I watched that final show after my grandfather had passed away in honor of him. Because he loved Letterman so much. He was he would stay up every night and watch Letterman. So, like, that song just hits me on so many levels that, like, when I listen to it, I'm just like, I, I, like, I love it. It makes me feel good, but it also makes me feel sad. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, and it's more because of the, uh, uh, the two voices that are singing it, is View from Heaven by Ocean, uh, by Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she comes in and sings alongside of him, it just, th- their voices work together so well. And, like, I have, we went and saw Yellow Card for their farewell tour. They did not play that song. Mm-hmm. I made a playlist of that set, but I love that song so much that any time I make a playlist of them, that song goes in there. And that song just hits me in a spot that I just, like, I can't explain it. But I just I love it so much. Um, so as soon as you started answering the question, I already had my answer, uh, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I've had uh, similar conversations, starting from different points, but coming to essentially the same question uh, multiple times over the last couple of months, and it's always been the same song for me. <clears throat> um, and as opposed to uh, like essentially mainstream pop culture. This is actually a choral song, um, and it's called "Prayer of the Children." With just that title, is already like, oh, this sounds like it's gonna be sad, um, and it is. It's it's literally about uh, ethnic cleansing and a horrendous civil war in what used to be Yugoslavia. Is what I found out the song was about way later, um, but we sang it in. I was in middle school, the high school choir sang it, but I learned all the words because I had to hear him sing it so often. So, like, yeah, a bit of that nostalgia of going back to, like, 
being in an amazing choir in high school. But like the, it's an all male arrangement, or most arrangements are all male arrangements. But there's in in the first chorus, uh, it's literally, um, the the kind of flow of the song is kids praying before they go to sleep. So it's literally the prayer of the children. And the first chorus is crying, Jesus help me to see the morning light of one more day. And it is just that with the way it's sang and the instrumentation behind it is just such a powerful and heart wrenching thing. Like I, it's a good song for warming up for a choir. Like if, if I'm trying to warm up my uh, tenor stuff, which is how I kept hearing it this summer. Um, because I would just find a choral mix and I would warm up to whatever songs I knew. Um, but <clears throat> as you kind of listen to it, I have since taken it away. Yes, there's the original in- intention of the song, which is very sad. Yes, that line is very sad and powerful. Um, and the nostalgia can be sad and heartbreaking because it's like, I can't. I'll never get back to that point in time in my life. That's just gone. Hard to recreate that feeling if ever possible, but whatever. Um, But just the idea of that cry for help or or that just longing to like, I just want to see the sun again. And like in some of my darker downward spirals, um, that have been massively negative, like that has still popped up or that thought has popped up. So like whenever I hear that song, I think about that and it'd be like, I kind of get that feeling clearly different. But um, so yeah, like at literally driving down the Schuylkill or yeah, uh, I don't I don't know, driving into South Philly, trying to warm up for a choir practice and I am crying while trying to sing in my car <laughs> in traffic and I'm just like, what is happening to me? <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely. Prayer of the children every single time. And when I said it to two other people, they're like, oh shit, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know this song. <laughs> um, so yeah. And I'm sure I have other ones, but like that one mm-hmm. just immediately off the top of my dome. Yeah, you uh, you pull children into it in any way. Like I'm, I'm sort of at a loss. Like the, the 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 album that I sent Sean earlier today is a big one because basically the Wonder Years are American, American, uh, Philly based uh, punk pop band with a lot of emo to them, and the lyrics are like if Springsteen was like <laughs> really depressed, uh, and uh, so there's a lot of that that kind of thing. So imagine like the the specificity and like the literacy of Springsteen lyrics, but it's all just like in service of like, boy, I'm really, <laughs> I have depression. I'm not happy with the way my life is going. Uh, there's an album of theirs called the greatest generation. I, I didn't start listening to the wonder years of like three or four years ago, way past their, like, they've, they've been around for like 15 years at this point. Um, but their album, the greatest generation came out in 2013 when I was 24. And if I heard that album when I was 24, I would be in <laughs> rough shape because uh, there is a there is a song on that album, Passing Through a Screen Door, that I listen to retroactively and go, this is a great song lyrically, and I would be bawling my <laughs> eyes out if I heard this when I was 24 because there is uh, a lot of lyrics just being like, 
just sort of insecure, sort of unhappy with the way direction of life is going, like unhappy seeing people who are progressing faster than you. And the bridge goes, Jesus Christ, I'm 26. All the people I graduated with all have kids, all have lives, all have people who care if they come home at night. Well, Jesus Christ, did I fuck up? Uh, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the reason I bring that up is because that album that I sent Sean is is a is one that I really, really enjoy because it's basically taking that ethos, that, that same mindset and same literary uh, bent, but applying it to the, the singer's life now where he's got, you know, wife and kids and all that. And so a lot of the songs on that album are about his, his family and his kids and everything like that. And that very last song, You're the Reason I Don't Want the World to End, has a lot of lyrics. That, that The line about, like, I find hope in the comfort in the pocket I winter cope with your gloves or uh, with your where your gloves are a reminder that I'm not alone because the whole song is just about how like he is terrified of the state of the world but he wants to create yeah, he's like but I'm gonna protect you I'm gonna dig you out I'm gonna build you a garden and like you know put in the work to to make this world a better place for you and your brother he's talking to like one of his older son and and these are it's one of the few times where usually what gets me with songs is not necessarily lyrics, but delivery and like the delivery and the music itself makes me emotional when I listen to music. And this is the rare band that has all three of them uh, because the lyrics are really good. The music is really good. And the delivery is always like impassioned to the point of being a little bit over the top in some places, but like it is very hard on your sleeve and it speaks to a specific point in time that I'm at in my life right now where I'm like, oh, yeah, I do want, you know, what's best for my daughter i want what's best for my family and like there are lyrics and other wonder your songs that speak to a feeling of helplessness like you know either a friend or a family member who has suffered and the 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 narrator of the song felt powerless to be able to do anything about it that's a fear of mine that's a fear of mine is being powerless to protect my daughter in a situation where i know you know it's going to happen life happens there are going to be things that you can't protect your kids from and you know as a dad i'm going to be like well i wish i could uh so that one, I would say, I would say that last one to your song. You're the reason I don't want the world to end is a big one. Although there's a lot of like real knockout punches on that album. So uh, I'm trying to think of other ones, but I think that those those are the ones that because I've been listening to that album a lot lately, and mm-hmm. so that one speaks to me specifically. It's um, it's a, when you guys talk about hearing songs and like because you have kids and anytime the song is about children, it like it affects you even more and things like that. It just makes me think of a story of. A uh, few, few, many years ago, my friends were getting married, and uh, his uh, his wife was doing the uh, the dance with with her dad, and I don't know the song, I don't remember the song, but uh, it, it, they played the song as they were dancing, and with the song there was like a video that they played along with it, with about a little girl growing up and becoming a dancer and things like that. Uh, and I remember leaning over, and a buddy of mine, he's like, this song's so cheesy, man. And then the guy next to him, who just had a one-year-old girl and has, like, a three-year-old son, is bawling his eyes out and literally leans over. He's like, you'd really understand if you had kids. And the mm-hmm. dude sat there, and he's like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. But I think if he ever had kids, he definitely would sure understand. Because it's just like, yeah, it's de- this song might sound cheesy, might sound lame, but... It's not about something that's in your life, so you don't really know. You don't have the feelings that this song is trying to relate to. It just made me think of that when you kept when you guys were bringing it up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. Any other lyrics? 
Any other lyrics that make you guys feel something? Like, really just get you emotionally every time? Mm. Uh, so many. Yeah. It's not emotional, <clears throat> but it's just lyrics that I always think about all the time just because I love that they're in a song, and it's uh, Call Your Mother. <laughs> Coheed sings... <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, it was at the gutter, right? I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the gutter. Little mm. the lyric is literally "call your mother," and it's like the like it's he says it a few times, and I'm just like I love that lyric and the fact that they threw that into a song. I'm just like, you know what? You should call your mother. <laughs> if there are other lyrics that, that get me emotional, it's more ones that transport. Take me you to a time. Feel, like there's a there's a song mm-hmm. by the guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take you to a time, or like take you to a, um, or or take you or take you to a specific image that you're like, oh my god, this is really like a beautiful image. I really like this. There's a song by the Gaslight Anthem called "Blue Jeans and White T-Shirts," and the outro paints a very vivid picture. It's like, oh god, uh, so now I'll call you from a Fourth Street payphone, but I'll sleep on the beach if I ain't got a ride. Um, someday I'll buy you that house on Cookman, and, we'll, and we can sleep on the beach all night. And he repeats the line, "We can sleep on the beach all night" a few times, and I just loved that imagery. Like, I first heard that song when I was like 22, 23, and I wasn't dating anybody at the time. But I just loved that idea of like laying on the beach with somebody. It was this very like, you know, it's a romanticized view of like somebody who is sleeping on the beach instead of going back to whatever their home life is. But like, it's hey, we can sleep on the beach all night if we don't have a ride to get back home. Like, it's a very beautiful scene to me. So I, I love that lyric specifically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swing Life Away by Rise Against is just yeah that makes me think of I... Matt Casnell <laughs> same <laughs> from our uh, from freshman year <laughs> what is it the Duquesne orientation the uh, and I lost it by because the, they asked did you write that song and I could have lied I could have just lied right there and then like, yeah, it's mine. And instead, I was like, no, nah, it's a cover. And so I yeah, imagine, imagine the scandal of the news of of the school paper. Matt Casnell, winner of talent show, did not write song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, picture me on the front page, <laughs> pan in front of the camera, pushing him away as I'm being hauled off. Dupo, du- 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 Duquesne yeah. police hauling me away for <laughs> for copyright infringement. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Tim Hansen, you've had some time to ruminate on your question. Do you like it any more now than you did no. uh, 10, 15 minutes ago? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because like I don't have another one. It's not bad, Rich. It, it's in fact just, <laughs> well, I mean, bad as far as quality, not bad as far as content, maybe. Um, uh, so at what point, cause I mean, band lineups change, people die, people leave, yada, yada, yada. People lose their ability to sing. Maybe. I don't know. Um, at what point does a band is, is a band not the same band? So this is a ship of Theseus question. <laughs> it is exactly that question. <laughs> yep. But with a band. Uh, yeah. Ship of Theseus, but with guitars. And keyboards, sometimes. I, yeah. I don't have an answer to this question. But <laughs> so. I would say Skinner isn't really a band anymore at that point, right? If we're going by that. Cause is, no. is there an original member I, of Skinner? I, I, I looked say... up a list of bands with okay. zero original me- members, and Skinner was one of the few that I actually knew who they were. 
Skinner's had like nine thousand people. I think everybody's mm-hmm. either gone I, or, or I would on. say, uh, if there's no one on the band who played with an original member of the band, mm. so like two generations of the band, basically. If if it, so, if, it, say everyone changed after after twenty years, but everyone who's on the band had played with somebody from the band originally. Once all of those people are no longer part of the band, then it's not the same band anymore. Because they're not they're they may be being influenced by the second generation of the band, but they're not they're not being influenced by the original band. It's 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 not they're not. I don't know. So I once just, I, that's, so that's, once you have no members that have that one degree of separation. Exactly. Exactly. So once you all I, members hit. Is the Trans-Siberian Orchestra a band? See, yeah. I, I would say it depends on the band. Yeah. Because, like, Pantera is currently touring, but I wouldn't... But they're missing Vinnie Paul and Dimebag yeah. Daryl. Like, they're missed... Like, I think it depends on where the music is coming from. But, like, I think, like, Megadeth is pretty much all Dave Mustaine. So as long as Dave Mustaine is in the band, it's Megadeth. Mm-hmm. I think... I I think honestly, if any member of Metallica left, except for was his name, the d- bassist Trujillo. Uh, Trujillo. Yeah, if Rob he Trujillo. leaves, that's fine because they've had kind of cycle. They've cycled bassists, but like if Kirk or Lars, obviously if James left, but like if any of those guys left, it's not Metallica anymore. It's a different band. Um, but like, what what about what about Queen? Queen tours with Adam Lambert. Mm, yeah, but they're not making. Oh, no, they don't. They don't exist anymore. They it, I don't. Are, they tour as they almost Queen. Well, they. I think. It, no, that's it. No, that 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 is they, a that is a, they tour, a I, that is a narrative. They, they tour as Queen with Adam Lambert. Yeah, so that's fine because it is still all of the members of and and they also like, like as much of a force as Freddie Mercury was. Every single member of Queen wrote a number one hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like Queen. Queen. I think if you think of Queen, you're thinking of Freddie Mercury. But I don't really have a problem with that because they all really brought something to the table. Like if Brian, if Brian May left, if, if this, Brian May left, if, that would be the. If Brian the... May left, that would be it. I think <laughs> if, if it's like without Freddie, you can still call yourself Queen, and it's because it, they are, they haven't really Adam Lambert, John yeah, Mayer. They, they put out an album with Paul Rogers. Is that the guy's name from Bad Company? I don't remember the dude from Bad Company, the singer from Bad Company. They put out an album with him a while ago. That's pretty good. Like they're still making decent music, and I I would still consider them Queen. But if they put out an album as Queen, I think they would have to not have a lead singer. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't put out like a Queen album with Adam Lambert. Like you'd have to be like Queen plus Adam Lambert. Yeah. You know. Like like Matt snuck in Sublime the Throne. Like yeah 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 exactly yeah. like that yeah what did what did um Journey do after Steve Perry left uh they well remember? they got a guy from didn't they like they did a contest oh yeah they they got right? they got that really good singer they did like a contest they got they did they get they did get somebody who was really good and I think he like stopped touring because of like mental health concerns or something like that but like I, I i do remember this now they did have another they just kept touring his journey and they had neil show yeah. so i guess in a way it's like the brian may question like okay well if you get rid of neil show then you yeah really like who who is your primary worker like is is brian may doing all the writing is 
it was Benjamin Burnley doing all of the writing for the most of their music? Yeah. Or is it just kind of like, mm, yeah. he is the namesake, and the music behind them is very just kind of like, <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> yeah. I think the answer for, for your band, Breaking Ben, he is the only... Obvious, if I recall correctly, Ben Burnley fired every fired everyone That's in the not band true. The drummer quit. Them all, and, and then he fired everyone else. Oh, excuse me. Oh, okay, all right. After suing them. Sure. <laughs> that's a that's a collective artistic work I've ever heard one day. Uh, <laughs> one like, you're all fired. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it certainly think it depends on who, like, the brain trust of the band is. Um, since you were talking about Cody and Canberra, I remember re- reading a story um, about one of their songs, and, and Claudio Sanchez, the lead singer, Coheed, sort of like the, the primary songwriter of the band, said, like, all oh, the lyrics of this song, you know, there, there's this in the story, but, like, they're really about a time when I was, like, really disillusioned with touring, and I was thinking about, you know, leaving the band, leaving Coheed and Cambria. And I was like, no, you weren't. You were thinking about breaking <laughs> the band up, because yeah. there's no way you're the, you're you're the, the dude. You're the, if you leave the band, they're not going to be like, all right, fine, we'll get, um, I don't know, we'll get, like, the guy from Taking Back Sunday to mm-hmm. play in the band instead. Like, no, it's not going to work. It's a, it's a different work at that point. So it, it, it definitely depends on who yeah. the brain trust is. Like, if it's, like, The Who, for example, like, if you lose one of Roger Daltrey or Pete Townsend, you know, you're probably okay. But if you lose both, then that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, same thing with, like, Van Halen. Like, you can't have – I mean, unfortunately – RIP to Eddie Van Halen, but like you could never have had the band Van Halen, even though you had Alex Van Halen and or Wolfgang Van Halen, you can't have Van Halen without Eddie Van. Yeah. Like he's, he's the namesake of the band. So it it is sort of, I don't think you can paint it, paint, there's not a one size fits all answer. Yeah, you're right. Cause like I'm thinking about right now, Dragon Force, the only original members of the band are Herman Lee and Sam Totman. But, like, if either of them had ever left, they are the sound of uh, of, of Dragon Force. Like, if either of them left, the, the, that band is not that band anymore. It's not the same. Like, you can't have those dueling guitars without those two guys on there. Who would be the funniest lead singer of Dragon Force? Um... <sighs> Because for some reason, because Sean mentioned Pantera, and for, immediately when you started talking about like replacing members of Dragon Force, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if Billy <laughs> Anselmo was in Dragon Force? Like, just it, like say, like wouldn't it, be interested in any uh, way about singing. Like, it would, it would have to be somebody with like a deeper voice, because they've always Barry had the higher pitched vocalists. Yeah. It's Barry it would, Manilow. It would yeah. be, it would be Fred Barry Snyder. Manilow. Fred Durst. <laughs> Fred Snyder from the B fifty twos. <laughs> Through the fire oh God. and the flame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> On a cold <laughs> winter morning. <laughs> oh, guys. On a guys. cold winter morning. Richard Cheese. We did it. Ooh. Richard Ooh. Cheese doing Dragon. Yeah, that's not bad. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Sorry, sorry. Any other uh, thoughts on the band ship of Theseus question? No, it's it's very variable. Yeah, yeah. D- d- depends on yeah. the band. Depends on where most of the creative uh, spark is coming from, and who's actually carrying the weight. Wait, there... Yeah, that's why the Pantera one's tricky because it's like, yeah, Phil was really important, but like half the band <laughs> is dead. <laughs> And they're both the brothers, and yeah. one of like them wrote all Three the Days books. Grace lost. Uh, why can I never remember his name? 
Yeah. Gantier left. That's that's known as being which, which is great. Saint Sonia is great. Uh, Three Days Grace was great, and I <laughs> I saw, I saw her rec- Scott Stapp left Creed, and, and they, they were fucking amazing. Uh, way better. They're way better. Um, They're way better. But yeah, I remember I remember like being really excited to go see Three Days Grace again. Oh, the the lead singer left. I was like, "Was well, the new guy good?" And the pre- friend of mine who went and saw it was like, "No, <laughs> very bad." Um, uh, no, yeah, but I like my days, days. days. I know it's dumb music, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, one of the worst bands I've ever seen. Live. Well, good thing I've never seen them live. <laughs> glad, I'm glad you. I'm glad you like them. I'm glad you. It's it's like a that. guilty pleasure. It's like you know uh, it's bad music, but like I don't care. So I still occasionally put on roll and unironically we'll put on roll and be like the, <laughs> So the only band I think that I just that I looked up that I think legit can go on without the original members is Guar. Uh, currently, currently none of the none of the original members of Guar are in the band. Correct. But I think I think you could continue. Guar can go on forever because it is a concept more than a band. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. I think that's. You can't just do that with any, like, you can't do that with Slipknot, you can't do that with, I mean, you certainly can't do it with Kiss, but, like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah. well, they're masked, you can just switch no. them out. Like, there, there are identifiable people in those bands. I think that's similar to, like, Baby Metal, where, like, she, the the lead singer at the moment has not changed, but the point of Baby Metal was for the girls who aged out of J-pop bands to join another band so they could keep at they've they've replaced one of the girls a few times because one of them had health problems but mm. the lead girl who sings has not has not changed yet but i'm sure that like you could always have that band going because it is the concept of of these j-pop singers and this heavy metal uh musicianship Yeah, good music talk. You guys want to? Yeah, wrap it up. Or to wrap, put a yes. put a bow on this thing. You know, you just you find this whole this episode sitting here, and you're like, it's missing something. Or a bell. Or a bell. The Brose Podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms, and you can follow us on social media. You follow us on X at Brose underscore Podcast, on Facebook at Brose Podcast, or on Instagram at brose underscore podcast uh, of course if you have a question you want us to answer on the air email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that is brosequestions at gmail.com huge thanks as always to tess riley for editing our show to mary o'brien for compiling our listener questions to shannon vogel who designed our world famous logo you can find shannon's work at the vogel art shop on facebook or at her storefront on etsy.com and our theme music is the song when by steven siebert you can listen to steven's work at the free music archive it's time for handles and plugs rich uh, start with you. uh at b underscore walnuts on twitter x whatever you want to call it uh you can also check me Oops. out on twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts where i do video game streaming monday tuesday thursday and sunday and uh play a bunch of different games in october i'm playing games only games with the title with dead in the title like left for dead and dead island i was going to do dead space but ea is being struck against and i am not doing that um mad dead what's that the 
Mad Dead 24, the the annual oh yeah 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 zombie football right 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 I have to play that. I'm glad you have me back. Also, uh, uh, podcast the weekly nerdy talk show, um, where all podcasts are available. Sean you can Ryan, find me you? on Twitter at HeyTSOB, uh, and you can find me doing disc golf at OB Disc Golf, and that's all. That's all I do. Tim, you can tell us about your, your social media handle, but don't you dare tell us about the Escape from Poop City podcast, because there's, there's something there's something new brewing on that on that front. You didn't see the email, did you? The, the email that I only just got uh, access to because I forgot to upload all the files from last session. That one? Ticks. Tisk. Came like yesterday. I didn't have the password for <laughs> five years. You think I looked up the email yesterday? <laughs> well, it was, it was you got I it three not. weeks ago. <laughs> this is the only window That's, that I would have expected to have seen it. Anyway, tell us your your this is tell us your handle. Uh, you can uh, find me X. on Twitter because I refuse to call it X at Tim R Hansen. Spell it like Mbop. <laughs> Haven't said that in forever. Uh, and I guess I'm not telling you about um, uh, Stephen and Charles. I'll be goddamn so, if you uh, tell us about the Escape from Food City podcast tonight. Ooh. If you if you want to if you if you pull up the email in time, I'll let you tell us uh, the thing that. Uh, our friends can i read it uh, word for word steve our friend steven told us about the new show yes you may huge breaking word. news holy moses uh this is oh that's this is what i sent the test you're reading my email am i oh <laughs> yes yes <laughs> right. there's there's a final email saying what it is or what it's what they're working into uh, yeah, yeah, yeah all right so steven and charles really are uh are, are are back to the drawing board uh, for their 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 podcast and news to come, we'll just leave them with a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, uh, you can follow me on X at mkaznel. That's m k a s z n e l. And my plug for this week is for all of my uh, our our family and and uh, people close to us helped us out during the moving process there were several weeks uh in august where uh weekends in august where my wife and i were frantically getting our, our old house packed up and uh we, we had many family members graciously volunteer to uh to take jordan for a couple hours during the day uh hang out with our daughter make sure that she had a fun enriching day that wasn't spent uh with mom or dad trying to like shuffle her from room to room or not having a good time because we were trying to pack boxes or whatever um we had a lot of help from family huge thanks to my mom huge thanks to my to my aunts huge thanks to my in-laws uh for for chipping in over the last couple of weeks uh we are uh, like I said, we'll be moving out, uh, moving in for the next like 20 to 30 years in this house, but we would not be in nearly remotely. Uh, we, we are in a place where we can operate and function on a day to day basis, and we would not have been able to do that without a lot of help. So thanks very much to everybody. Go Birds. Uh, go Birds. Go Birds. 2 0. Go Birds. 2 0. By the time you hear this, the goddamn better be 3 0, or if you lost a big game, <laughs> you'll be furious. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. Four. Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. Moo, 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 My name is Matt Kasdan, and I'm reminding you all to be smart.